So uh, here's what we've been talking about. So recap, we're week four, part four of DIY. Do it yourself. How do we make these things happen? All right, so week four, we roll into this. And uh, first week, we talked about uh, Scripture and the importance of Scripture. And what that's related to is when you start to really look at how you go into building a structure, how you go into building something, you start with lumber. You start with a big tree, and it gets shaved down and, and made into something that you're able to, to build with. And so uh, you start with there, and then all of a sudden you move into a, a spot where we, we talked about the importance of, of prayer. And prayer, we represented like the legs of a table. You know, you can't have a table without the legs. Otherwise, it's just a platform, right? And so you, you, take, you take the, the fundamental, the, the foundation of Scripture so that you can then pray and have that relationship, have that talk with Jesus. And then all of a sudden, then we move into part three last week as we talked about worship, that you need to be able to, to worship, celebrate, praise what it is that God is doing. And so we have that one-on-one -on -one communication with him. We worship Jesus in big ways. And I want you to hear this because I, I think that this is an important thing for us to wrap our heads around real quick. And that is as simple as this. When we talk about worship, when, when we talk about worship, and I'm going to explain this here in a second, it's not about you. And I think the same falls into in fact with what we're talking about today as well. Sometimes, and unfortunately, I think we've all fallen into this place is that we try to make it about us. You know, I don't like the song. I don't like the tempo. I don't like, I don't like the way that this sounds. I don't like the way that this looks. All these different things. And worship is not about that. It's about your worship and praise to Jesus, to Jesus. It's all about God. It's not about you. And uh, I think even sometimes that was hard for even myself because I was so judgmental at times about different songs at church or different things that were going on, and uh, I made it about me instead of about God. But here's the reality of it. We, we talked about that, and that's more of the idea of a frame. You see, if you have a table, you have legs. Legs can't stand on their own. They need to be framed up because if you don't have a frame, the legs are just going to fall. And so you've got the legs, you've got the frame, you put everything together, and that's a structure. That's your foundation for what it is that you have, your foundation of scripture, prayer, and worship. Listen to me. It's so important that we have those three things because then the next part wouldn't matter if we don't have those three things. And so part four is all about serving. So check this out with me. Uh, when, when I think about serving and I think about the whole idea of what we've been talking about, the whole series is DIY, an invitation to the table. And so as we go into that, uh, that concept, that idea, we move forward with understanding what it is that we have. And so what I have with me today is I have some, some pine up here. Um, again, we talked about this kind of stuff week one, uh, understanding and knowing what it is that you're working with. And it's the same thing with understanding and knowing what you're working with when you're serving. Uh, but here's the reality of it is that sometimes you might have something that's not going to work the way you need it to work. See, pine... Pine is a, is a soft wood. In fact, I can put my fingernail in it, and I can indent it, I can, I can cut it, and I can do all these different things with this piece of wood. And, and the problem with that is, is that if I were to make this a tabletop, then all of a sudden this, this wood, this, this would not be the structure, and it would not, be, it would not stand up to time. And I, and I think that that's relatable to what it is that we do a lot of times in the church. You see, if, if we don't have scripture as a foundation, if we don't have prayer as our, as our structure, if we don't have worship in our lives, then what we do is we find ourselves in a place that 
we're not going to be able to make it. So there's, there's two different schools of thoughts when you're building a, uh, a tabletop. All right, school of thought number one is, and this is the easy way, and so if you've done this, I'm not knocking you, we did it over here on our coffee bar, but you take a piece of plywood, you cut it up, put a frame on it, throw it on, and all of a sudden you have a tabletop. But the reality of that is this, is that it's not going to look as nice as if you were to go and take something and physically build it from pieces of lumber side by side. And so what we do uh, in the world of, of construction and putting things together and building stuff in carpentry is we take and we, we'll take a couple pieces of lumber, we'll put them together, we'll clamp them together, let them cure together, and then all of a sudden you have a structure that you're able to use as a tabletop. But here's the problem with this. A lot of times people will come and they'll get their glue, they'll put their glue on, and once they put their glue on, they, they kind of put it together, clamp it together, and they let it cure. And a few hours down the road, they, they're done with it. It's, it's done. It's ready. Uh, it's, it's stuck together. But the problem is, is that it's not always going to, to last. It won't be a lasting structure at that point. If you put too much weight on it, if you, uh, if you do anything to it, uh, you could really damage the tabletop. And so what I've learned over time is that there's things like dowel rods and, and these little dowels. But what's so incredible about these is that they're so tiny. They're fragile. And they're the smallest piece when you look at what it is that you're, you're putting them in. However, what's incredible about this is this, this strengthens this piece to a completely different level. Something this small. And so it's just like serving. You know, you, you ask yourself and you question yourself often, well, how can I be of any better to the church? How can I be of any better to the kingdom? This is all that I have. This is all that I have to offer. Well, this little thing here can take these two pieces of lumber that we're putting together and make it last a lifetime. It doesn't have to be a big metal rod. It doesn't have to be anything else. Just this little thing here can take and make this last a lifetime. And I want you to hear that because what you have to offer, no matter how little it is or how big it is, is going to take and make things so beautiful for the kingdom. And so when I put together this, this tabletop, what I'll do is I, I come in here and I, I drill my holes. And, and as I drill my holes, I'm going to come in here and I'll, I'll put this rod in here, one side, and, and then I'll, I'll put some glue in here, and then I would glue the tabletop together, push them together, clamp them, let them sit, and now all of a sudden they're sitting and they're done, they're cured, they're ready to go. But I want you to see this because I think that this is important for us to know as a church. And this, this goes for a lot of things. Even after you get this put together, you drilled your holes dead center, both pieces, it should be a perfect thing. But it's not because these pieces of wood have imperfections. And so now all of a sudden you rub your hand across it and you can feel the imperfections. You know that there's some things that need to happen here. Listen to me. I don't want you to ever sit around and think that you have to wait until you're perfect to be able to serve in the kingdom of God because that's not what it's about. Over time, these things get worked out. So for this, the next step for us is we're going to get the sander out and we're going to sand this down. We're going to work this down. We're going to work scripture together. We're going to pray together. We're going to serve together and, and worship together. We're going to do all these things. And as we do that, we refine what it is that God is doing in and through our lives. And that is what it's all about coming to the table. Table doesn't have to be perfect. Table doesn't have to be perfect. 
The people don't have to be perfect, but my God is. And that is what's so incredible about what it is that we are doing and how it is that God has called us to serve together. Well, uh, before I go on, I want to share something with everybody. Uh, my family grew this week, so I think it's important for you guys to all see this. Um, if, you, if you're not on social media, uh, you may not have seen this, but this is my, uh, my, my daughter, Sammy. Um, we adopted her the other day. I told Carly she was my favorite daughter, but I'm just kidding. Carly is an incredible, incredible daughter. Um, Sammy uh, is eight weeks old. She is a golden doodle, and uh, Man, she has really uh, come to love our family very quickly, and our family has come to love her. And so you will see her around here. She'll be a church dog, and uh, you'll see her in and out. And uh, she's a, a pretty, cool, pretty cool puppy. So uh, I, I just had to share that with everybody. Um, you got to know uh, what's going on in your pastor's family, right? So uh, lots of fun stuff. So that's Sammy, S-A-M-M-I, two M's. So we're pretty excited about her. Uh, the other cool part is, is that my brother and his wife, they adopted Kona, which is Sammy's sister. And then my mom uh, and my dad, they adopted Carmen, which is Kona and Sammy's sister. So we got the three girls in the litter, and they'll get to grow up uh, together forever and uh, at least the next 15 years. So um, that was kind of morbid, sorry. <laughs> but uh, so we're pretty excited about that. So check this out. We're going to jump back into scripture here. And, uh, and I want you to hear this uh, first and foremost. The reason why we serve. These are, these are the reasons why we serve. And they're here in scripture. They point it out pretty, pretty bluntly for us. And here we go. You share the love of God when you serve. If you're like, why do I serve? Why am I coming in here to do this? You share the love of God. Listen to me in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 12 through 13. It reads this. The service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Overflowing in many thanks of expression to God. I love that. This is your way of worshiping. God, I love you. It's about you. I serve because you have called me to do this. And it's an expression of thanks to God for what it is that he's done in your life. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity and sharing with them and with everyone else. When you serve, no matter what it is that you do, whether it's running a camera, clicking through slides, first impressions team, cleaning a bathroom, whatever it might be, you are serving God in huge ways, and you are a major part of people coming to know the Lord. Listen, a lot of times everything's thrown on the pastor, like, yeah, it was the pastor's message, or yeah, it was the worship, but here's the reality of it. It starts coming through that door. It starts in that parking lot, and I think too many times we find ourselves in a place that we feel like we're not worth it. We feel like we're, we're kind of like this lumber. We're not perfect yet, so why would I do that? Well, God didn't call perfect people. He's called you. He's called me. I'm here sitting here as your pastor, and I am far from perfect. If you've ever seen me on a baseball field, man, I'm telling you that right now. That's the proof. And so uh, here's the reality of it is that we are called to share the love of God through serving. 
listen, you're also going to fulfill your purpose. There is a purpose that God has placed on your life. And, and that purpose is different for each and every one of us. And I need you to hear that because for some of us, it's serving in youth ministries. For some of us, it's serving in children's ministries. For some of us, it's, it's we're an extrovert. And so being out here and being able to greet people as they come through the church, it's, it's easy for us. For the introverts in this place, they would never be caught dead there. They'd rather be in the back serving and not being seen by anybody. It's all different. It all depends on the gifts and the purposes that God has placed on your life. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. I want you guys to, to hear this with me. Ready? For even the son of man did not come to be served. Say it with me. But to what? Serve. serve. Wow. For even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for me. Man, Jesus's words right here. Jesus's words for the son of man did not come to be served. He is the creator of the universe. He is the maker of all heaven and earth and everything here. And all of a sudden he is coming and he is saying, I am not here to be served, but I'm coming here to serve. Listen, it's our purpose. It's, it's the reason why we were created is to go out and to have a purpose to serve others. And we saw Jesus as he served because so many times he did things that we would never even put ourselves in the position to do. All right? And, and I want you to hear this because this is something that broke my heart 10 years ago and it still does to this day. 10 years ago, I, I sat in a church service and I heard a message about serving. And at the, end of serve, at the end of hearing that message, I was like, okay, I need to get volunteers because at that point I was running a rec center. It had 80-some kids that were coming to it, and I needed youth volunteers. It was only myself and one other person leading, and uh, I could not get anybody to come in and help and volunteer. And I'll never forget going out and saying, I need help. I need volunteers. We have all these kids here. And really at this point with this many kids, I need like 10 more volunteers. Who can help me? And let me tell you the responses I got, because this is why it still bothers me to this day. I've already done my service. I've already served my time. I've already served with the youth. That's time for a young person to serve. I've already served in the church. It's time for a young person to step up. Can I tell you something? We're never above serving. No matter what stage in life you're in, your purpose might change. Your season might change. But there is never a point in your life that Jesus is going to say, hey, I'm going to let you retire from serving in the kingdom. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And so we're called to serve. And so utilize that. Do it and serve in the ways that you are called to serve, whatever that might look like. For everybody, it's different. And, and the things that we talk about here in, in church, when we talk about serving in first impression, serving in production, there are other ways to serve. You, God might have given you a gift of being able to write a card to somebody or remember to pick up the phone and call somebody. I'm terrible at that. I'm just being real. Like, that's just not my forte. But for others, like, that's the first thing on their mind. I didn't see you today at church. I'm going to send you a card. God blesses us and provides us in so many different ways. So you're never above serving. In John chapter 13, 12 through 13, I want you to see this and I want you to hear this because this is what Jesus did. But I think this is like the true idea of what humility looks like when it comes to serving. When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place at the table, he said to them, do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. 
If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Listen to me. Jesus didn't just go and, and serve and pass out some note cards. Jesus didn't just go and serve and, and wrangle some children. Jesus got down on his feet in the most humblest of forms and washed the feet of his disciples, washed the feet of, of many. And he's saying, humble yourself. Humble yourself to do something. It, it, so many times I think that we find ourselves in a place, especially in this country, where we believe that we're, we're above that. I'm above that. I don't, I don't serve like that. Oh, you want me to clean the church? I clean my house. I, I don't do that. I don't do that. You want me to run a vacuum? Oh, my wife's never seen me run a vacuum. I'm not going to run a vacuum. Are you kidding me? Jesus is saying, listen, humble yourself. Sometimes, sometimes serving is about going outside of your comfort zone. Sometimes serving is all about humbling yourself to the, to the lowest of forms to be able to serve to the highest of forms. But I want you to hear something else when it comes to serving, and it's this. You will be rewarded. And I want you to hear that, because I think that that's, that's something that we say a lot, but I want you to hear this take on it, though. And I, and I need people to understand this. And I think that we've been guilty sometimes of even saying this uh, in, in church, but here's the reality of it. I, I think that sometimes we use God as a bank, as an investment. Like, we believe that if we're going to serve, God's going to pay us. And so, you know, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to give, if I'm going to tithe to the church, I'm going to give $20. Well, God, you know, he's really cool. He's going to give me $40 because I, I gave $20. And, and we use God as kind of an investment banker sometimes. And, and we do that. Like if I'm going to be serving, why isn't God providing me a really nice vacation home at this point? Like I've done my time. I should have a really nice vacation home at this point. But I'm going to tell you this. My wife and I were talking about this the other day, and it's so important for us to know and understand the reward is not always monetary. And sometimes you're not always going to see what the rewards look like. But what we're called to do is advance the kingdom. And to advance the kingdom, it does take funds. And so we talk about funds every single week because it takes that. We talk about serving because it takes many to be able to do the things that we do. But the reward that we sometimes and a lot of times I think forget about is the reward that the person that we're sitting next to right now won't spend an eternity in hell. Think about that for a second. God's given you this, this ability to, to be here for others, to share his word with others. You've been saved. What about your neighbor? What about your family? What about your friends? What about the person that walks through the door at church? That's what we're called to do is called to reach out. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, we read that God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. It's all about serving. We are a serving being. We get out, we serve, we produce, we use our purpose and the gifts that God's given us for far greater things. So the question is simple as this. How do we connect? How do we connect with serving? So whether it's at Movement Church, you can connect in multiple ways. There's ways to connect online by going to movementchurch.community/go. Uh, you can also sign up right here in person. We have sign-up sheets for serving. You can serve in production teams. You can serve in first impression teams. You can lead fam groups. If you're online and you're not even around here, you can lead fam groups. We will help power and equip you to lead fam groups right where you're at. You can serve in our online team. There's so many different ways that you can connect and you can serve, but there's far greater than just Movement Church. We're about the kingdom here at Movement Church. It's not about us, and so there's ways to serve. Look and see when another church needs help. Look and see when a community needs help, when somebody needs help uh, providing for kids, whatever it might be. 
When we can be the hands and the feet of Jesus, that is what it's all about. So how do you connect? You search, you talk, you engage, and connections will take place. And this is so important because there's, there's four main things that we take from this today. And I want you to hear this today because you represent the hands and the feet of God. And it talks about that in scripture. Jesus talks about that, the hands and the feet. Man, I don't know about you, but to me, there's just something thinking the fact that Jesus uses us. And I know that I say that often, but it's just one of those things that just kind of puts me back. You know, it's, it's almost like this. Could you imagine if, if you got a phone call from Ryan Day and he said, hey, listen, defense is struggling, man. I need you to come be the defensive coach. Like, you're going to be like, are you serious? Like, I get to come and, and be an Ohio State football coach? Like, that's the craziest thing ever. And it would be posted everywhere, and, and you'd be so excited about it. And you'd be, like, I, I don't even know. Like, it, I, for me, it'd be crazy, like, being on the sidelines. And, but that's Ryan Day. Like, who's Ryan Day, really? Like, he's an Ohio State football coach. That's about it. But, man, this is Jesus saying, hey, I need you to come and help. I need you to come and serve. Man, that should be something exciting about that. The creator of the universe, the one that answers prayers, the one that performs miracles, the ones that is living and, and, and pursuing life and all these different things that are happening and he calls you. Listen, I want you to write this down. If you're taking notes today, if you're not taking notes, put it in your cell phone because I want you to hear this and I want this to be something that you live by. I want you to be the one that leads the one. Somebody helped lead you to know the one. I want you to be the one to lead the one. And you can do that in serving. You can do that in being first impressions and doing everything that you're called to do. Be the one to lead the one, that one lost sheep, the one person searching, the one person that fell away and has been looking for their purpose again. Be the one to lead the one. And then you're given a purpose. Don't let it go to waste. Use what has been given to you. We all have different, we all have different uh, things and, and knowledge. We all have different reasons to life. We all have different skill sets and all these different things. And I want you to use what has been given to you. Just because you might not look like somebody else or you might not have the skill sets of somebody else, don't let that put you down. Take it and use it because God has created you to be unique in your own way. We are all called to serve until literally the day that we die. Just as Jesus did. Jesus served until his very last day. And I want you to hear that because it's so important we are called to continue to serve. My great-grandmother, she served Jesus until the day she died. And it wasn't about her church. It was about the kingdom. She didn't put a time stamp on it. She was 180 years old, and she didn't put a time stamp on it. She knew that she was called to serve. And God will remember the good things that you have done. A lot of times people say, well, how do you know that? Well, we've already read a scripture that talks about that, but I think one of the scariest scriptures that you can read in the Bible comes in Matthew, and, and he's talking about the sheep and the goats. And I'll tell you why it's scary. It's, it's scary because Jesus talks to the sheep, and he tells them, thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for feeding me when I was hungry. Thank you for giving me something to drink when I was thirsty. Thank you for visiting me when I was in prison. You know, the response is simple as this. Well, I didn't know it was you. I didn't know it was you, but thank you. Like, yeah, I did what I was called to do. And he says, come on in, come on in. But I, this, this is the scariest part for me 
Because he looks at the other side. He looks to the goats. He looks to the people that thought they did the right things. And he says to them, man, you didn't do any of these things for me. And their response was as simple as this. Well, if I would have known, Jesus, if I would have known that you were hungry, man, I wouldn't have splurged for McDonald's. I would have gone for a filet. I would have taken you off for a really nice dinner. If I would have known you were thirsty and needed water, I wouldn't have given you some tap water, man. I would have gotten got you some Fiji water. Like, we would have set this thing up for you, Jesus. And I think too many times we're like that. If I would have known it was Jesus walking through the door, man, I would have greeted him and shared the love of his father with him as much as I possibly could have. Whatever you've done for the least of these. First impressions team is so much greater than just handing somebody a connection card. It's so much greater than opening a door. It's being that first bit of love that somebody sees of Jesus Christ as they walk through the door. When you're serving on a production team, it's making a way for people like you online to be able to worship right where you stand in your living rooms, in your bedrooms, in hospital rooms right now, wherever you might be in the country because of people that are willing to serve in a production team. We are called to be all in, all in to worship, to be a part of a church, to be a part of fam groups, to to do life together. We're called to be all in in our offering and our tithes and our offerings and, and to advance the kingdom monetarily, but we're also all in to serve. Whatever we can do to serve, whatever it is that we can do to help the kingdom to be the hands and feet of our Father. That is what it's all about, to be the one, to lead the one. Jesus, I thank you so much for choosing us for using us and for calling us, Father. I think a lot of times it's, it's, it's easy for us to take it for granted that the creator of the universe is calling us. The creator of the universe is using us and how incredible of a privilege that truly is. So, Father, I pray that as we move forward in DIY that we know that we can do it ourselves. With a little bit of training, a little bit of equipping, we can go so far because we have a foundation. So Father, I pray that you push us this week to something new. You push us this week to serve in a new way, a new capacity. That we no longer come to consume, but we're here to serve. We're here to be a part. And so Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for what it is that you're doing. We thank you for the way that you're working right now and those that are sick in our congregation. We thank you for the way that you're working through doctors right now as they go to find out what's, what's going on with different lives and different things that are happening. Father, so much hurt right now, but we know that you are there and we give so much praise to you for that. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. In your name I pray. Amen. Man, we're-